So, gentlemen, you're very welcome to Holy Family for your retreat. Uh, this is a, uh, a providential, I suppose, uh, action that this wasn't originally the venue that you had chosen. Uh, things worked out differently, and voila, here you are. So, it's great to have you on retreat here from Clangos. Um, a good couple of years ago, about, when I was about year age, actually, I think I was about, are you fifth year, sixth year? Sixth year, are you? Yes. All sixth year. Um, I was a little younger than you, so. And I decided I would join the swimming club in Thurless, where I'm from. And uh, the reason I joined it was because there was a particular girl there who I thought I'd get to know, you know, and better and that kind of thing. So joined the swimming club and um, all good. I did one week's training and then our trainer lined us all up beside the pool and said, great. So uh, in two weeks time, uh, we have our uh, county heats for, for various swimming disciplines and age groups and that kind of thing. And I said, all right. What does that mean? So he, he looked at the, you know, the, th- the three oldest lads and said, so, so uh, John, you can represent uh, Thurlis then for uh, 100 metre freestyle. And Michelle, uh, your age category, you can represent us then for whatever it was, butterfly. And then he looked at me and said, you're the only guy in your age category, so you already qualify immediately. Oh, qualify in what? Uh, 100 metre freestyle. I've never swam 100 metres before, <laughs> so, so this should be good. Uh, so, yeah, so I, 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 my first race, the first time I ever swam 100 metres was in a competition, which wasn't a good idea. Uh, so we all lined up on our little, little, little stand things uh, at the edge of the pool in Clamell Town there, and uh, my, my goal was to dive in and come up nice and gracefully with my goggles still at, preferably attached to my face. That's... That's the level I was at. So I said, if I dive in and just clamp my biceps against my, my eyes, maybe it'll keep the goggles on, you know, and then I come up. So anyway, off goes the gun, off I dive in, clamp, in we go, nice and elegantly, up we come, goggles sit on my face, I'm a champion, right? And uh, I look ahead and the lads are already like 10 metres ahead of me, so okay, here we go. <laughs> Head down, one big breath, paddled away like crazy. And uh, met the lads coming back, well, how are you getting on? Stay going, stay going. Got to the wall, I think I might just... Uh, Take a, just a second there, just a, yeah, you work away, you work away, all right, here we go, off we go again, so it's four lengths to the pool, so uh, by the time I got the second length, I think I'd met the lads coming back again, uh, and again, <laughs> okay, here we go, off again, my third length, the, the race was over, as in everyone had finished, except me. And um, then there was this kind of you know, roaring and cheering for the lads who came first and so on and so forth. And then um, gradually the, the volume in the stadium or in the, in the, in the pool uh, started to kind of decrease as people thought, is he going to die? Is this fella going to drop? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, just give me a second. Just, just give me just a second. Okay, just a few more. Okay, just a hold on. Just a, and I eventually, I finished to the rapturous applause of the onlookers and to my intense uh, and absolute embarrassment. I didn't really impress the girl who I had intended to impress by joining the swimming club. That never really worked out. But there you go. So I became a priest. Uh, so that's how, that's how that story ended up. Uh, but I do remember that, that moment being really, really, really embarrassing. Uh, and like I said at the beginning of Mass, I was talking to a, to, to a kid recently, a, a child, and they were very, very sad. They were very, very sad, very, very sad indeed. And I said, What's, what are you so sad about? And she said, I lost, I lost my favourite pencil. 
and I, I can't find my pencil. And I said, huh? I, I can get you another pencil if you want, then, then you have a pencil, and then voila, problem solved. No, no, no. So it was my favorite pencil. Okay. If I got you 10 pencils that are really similar from the same source, would that be all right? Would that be okay? No, no, no. I lost my favorite pencil. And I just thought, wow, it's interesting to see how at, when you're a kid, like, you know, the things that bother you, the things that are really important to you, like, you know, your, whatever, your favorite pencil or your favorite football or whatever it is, like, it's, it means the world to you. It's, it's everything else. It's just, it's just, and yet in the grand scheme of things, it's so unimportant. So unimportant. When we get a little older, as I say, our, our tolerance for, for, for such insignificant things grows a little. But then we still have, you know, some fairly things that, well, things that we consider important. Uh, like as I say, sporting events or exam results. Please do study. Please do. Please, teachers are. I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. Yeah. Uh, please do study and all that kind of thing. But uh, in the grand scheme of you know the world, there are actually more important things than that as well. Uh, then we get to our you know into our twenties and kind of more serious relationships and, and romantic relationships that sort of thing. Uh, they can be pretty heartbreaking. Uh, that can that they can there can be wonderful experiences there too. Uh, thank God. Uh, but not all are easy. During your thirties and forties, then, as I say, like your your parents then are that bit older. They may be getting sicker. They may even pass away in in within a marriage. You may even have a, a few miscarriages and things. So there can be really, really difficult things, really, really hard crosses to overcome. And then, as you have children, then and then all of their issues and addictions and and illness and things, there there can be really serious things ahead of us. Now, that's not to, to look towards the future with fear at all, but just want to be realistic. I mean, just look at how things go. It's, that's, just, that's just the circle of life, if you will. Uh, but how do we look at these things? How do we look at the fact that um, our responsibilities and our, our crosses, if you will, as children are quite, quite small? They get bigger as teenagers, bigger again in our 20s, bigger again in our 30s, 40s, uh, and in, in, in in adulthood, like there can be some serious things that we have to contend with. How do we look at that? How do we look? How do we look at, at, at that kind of a future without despair? How do you look at it with hope? How do you look at that with, with joy? Why not give up? Why not? Why not just kind of move away from everyone? Why not just kind of isolate yourself and just be on your own? That way, you get hurt less. Why not? See, God has created us in in a very particular way. He has created us for love. He has created us for love. So, so our hearts desire to be loved, that we receive love, and our hearts desire to love. And this, 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 this language of love is what motivates us to overcome and push through all of the fear of what might be and the fear of what might go wrong. Because we want to love and we want to be loved. I mean, all of you, if you I mean, I saw you playing rugby and hurling outside. And especially for lads, like, you know, when you, if you knock a, a slitter over the, over the bar or you land a try or something, right, and you hear the other lads in your team say, you're absolute legend, right? Those words mean so much, like, do you know, when you're affirmed by the other lads, like, it's just, oh, yeah, I'm not so bad. Like, and you're running off like you don't care, you know what I mean? Like, whereas inside you're like, yes, <laughs> you know? To be affirmed, like, or again, like, if you're, if you're a, a Johnny Sexton or someone, like, and the whole stadium stands and applause while, while you're coming off. You know, when you've, when you've whatever, you've played a, 
you know, the, 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 the half of the second half and you're coming off at that point because of some injury. And then just, just when you're being, when you're, as you're coming off, like, all the Irish players stand and applaud. Like, there must, must be such a, an affirming feeling. To feel loved, we, we, we want that. We want to be loved. But we also want to love. We want to have someone to love and someone who loves us back. We want to have that, 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 that kind of dynamic in our lives. That, and that's what motivates us to push through all of these, these difficulties and these risks. There's always a risk. There's always a risk in life. There's always a risk in, in love. And so in all of these things, you see, God has made us this way. But his hope for us is that we will choose to walk with him through these things. Again, all of you, you're used to team sports. If any of you think that you can do this on your own, any sport, you know, if, if, you, think, if, if you think that any team is built around one player, you're completely wrong. Like, I mean, again, do, do your research, you'll know more about these things than, than I. But even you put a, some superstar football or something on a team, doesn't necessarily mean the team is going to perform well. No team is built around one man. None. So, so it is for us as well. In our, in our, I don't want to call it a game of life because it's far more serious than that. But in our lives, we're not supposed to do this on our own. We were never supposed to do this on our own. The Lord wants to walk with us and wants us to learn how to walk with him. And that's what we call a prayer life. Where I speak to the Lord, I speak to God about my needs. And I do so honestly. And then the second part is also important. That after I've spoken to him about my needs and what's going on in my heart, what's actually really going on in here, I actually listen to the answer. I listen to what he says. Listen. And then step three is that I do what he has told me. So I speak to him, I, I tell him what my needs are, I talk to him honestly, I listen to his reply, but then, then the ball is back in my court. After I, I, I've heard him speak in my heart, like, which may be, he, may, he doesn't tend to speak in volumes, as in he doesn't speak a lot. But what he says may be forgive, it may be love, it may be don't do that again, it may be, you know, be more honest in this situation, it may be, you know, fess up to, 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 to what you've done. It may be go easy on that fella. You know, you don't know what he's going through. Take it handy on him. Uh, whatever it may be. And then once we've heard that, that, that you know, divine voice speak in our, in our hearts, in our souls, do I obey? Do I listen to it? Or do I just do what I've always done? See, if we do that then, then we're learning to to play as a, a team player, but in, in this most, most important journey of life. Because our crosses will get more challenging. They will get bigger. But so will the grace available to us. The Lord wants to help us. Jesus wants to guide us through it. Guide us through everything and anything. And we will need his help. So my prayer for, for ye is that in this, these couple of days of retreat that obviously yeah, we'll build community and you'll get to know each other better and a bit of relaxed time and all that kind of thing good and some good food I love when we have a lads retreat because there are no leftovers <laughs> you can serve you can serve like just you can just keep the food coming it just doesn't matter like 16 tons of it it's fine it'll, the plates come back come back empty we had a different kind of a retreat there a couple of days ago with lots of younger girls like, nah, I don't know, I don't know. And full plates come back and then our kitchen staff are like, sorry, is there something wrong? I mean, what? They, they kind of take it personally, you know? Not with lads. Oh. <laughs> are you eating that? Yeah, that? yeah, you've eaten my half, my physical plate. Um, so it's great to have you. 
And my prayer is that this weekend, these days, sorry, will be not just days of, of, of friendship and relaxation, but that, that there'll be days of encounter. Days of encounter with the Lord. Days of encounter with the Lord who you need. Days of encounter with, with, with Jesus as a person. He who is the way, he who is the truth, and he who wants you to have life, and life to the full. Amen.